Hey, this is Gary, and welcome to uh, Thinking Outside the Box. Um, this is my introduction uh, into podcasting. Um, so I want to kind of tell you about myself, and then I want to kind of tell you about what I plan on doing at the podcast, see if it's something you're interested in listening to or participating with. Uh, because what I'm looking for is for people to email me uh, with, um, with their opinions on what we talk about, um, uh, maybe send an audio um, message that I can play on a podcast when we refer back to the topic at hand. Uh, I want it to be uh, interactive. So um, if you want to participate, that would be awesome. Um, if you want to just listen, that's great too. Uh, just let me know who you are. Um, <clears throat> my name is Gary, and I am a life coach. I'm also a trained therapist. Um, my uh, business is Legacy Life Coaching, and you can email me at gary.legacylife at gmail.com. Again, that's gary, G-A-R-Y, dot legacylife at gmail.com. And uh, you can send your um, suggestions, you can send your opinions, you can send your um, questions, uh, responses, to that uh, email address. If you want some life coaching, contact me. Uh, can do it by text. Can do it by uh, Skype. Uh, do it in person if you're in the area. Uh, but anyway, back to the podcast. This is my first podcast, and um, the reason that I want to do the podcast is because I went through an experience where I started to question things in my life, and I think we all um, have that happen to us at times. And uh, a lot of the things that I grew up just accepting that I was told, um, um, I started to see in a different light and started to question. And as I started asking those questions to try to um, see why they didn't sit well with me, I wasn't able to get the response that uh, uh, kind of explained things to me, that, that kind of settled my inquiry. Um, and, I, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so in the podcast, I'm going to ask some hard questions, some questions that I have, and I want you to respond, or I want to have somebody on the podcast that I can talk to. I don't have anybody today, but um, I have somebody on the podcast that can shed some light, uh, their opinion of these questions, and it might be something that you're questioning too. So uh, hopefully you'll find it interesting. And, and then I, I would like to talk about some, um, some social issues, uh, some things that are going on in the world today that um, maybe I want to advocate for homeless or uh, people that live in poverty or people that have mental illness. Um, I've got a lot of training in mental illness. I worked at a mental health clinic for four years. And like I said, I'm a, a trained therapist. Uh, I can do uh, diagnostics for mental health issues, and I've got a lot of insight into that. And also, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and don't freak out. A lot of normal people, or <laughs> I don't want to call us normal, um, because nobody's normal, really. A lot of regular people um, have the diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Um, some can cope without treatment. Those that have it worse um, are either untreated, and you may recognize that in their behaviors, and some are treated, and you'd never know. 
So anyway, I'm I have bipolar disorder and it runs in my family, um, but uh, but I think I'm able to function pretty well with it. And so I'd like to help other people with theirs as well, or how to deal with somebody that has it if you've got a family member. But uh, back to my questions. Uh, most of the questions that I have are faith questions. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, uh, Baptist denomination for the most part, and a lot of the things that I was taught um, I accepted without question. And then now that I'm older, and I'm old, um, I'm starting to question them a little bit. Uh, and it's not that I, uh, I doubt my faith or I doubt God or anything like that. I, doubt, I don't doubt the Bible. It's, it's just that um, I, I might see theology a little bit differently. I might interpret it a little bit differently than I did. Or I have questions on how to interpret it the right way. Um, I don't like the pat answers of Christianity where we just say, uh, well, that's, you know, um, it's something we'll never understand on the side of glory or, you know, God's thinking is higher than our thinking and so, you know, we just don't question it or, you know, um, just just kind of the dismissive uh, reasonings that, that we usually get, you know, just, just trust in God and let it go. Um, I, I want to know and I understand that there are some things that I'll never know but I want to talk about it and then say, but I guess we'll never know, and I, I, I'm not opposed to that. So, so I want to talk about some of those things, and I'll give you some examples. Um, one of the things that really had me struggling, and, and it's actually the reason for this podcast, um, because I was struggling with the question. I asked some church friends of mine, and they weren't able to give me an answer. Uh, they you know, gave me one of those dismissive answers, and... Um, then I started asking some questions on other scriptures, uh, like on Facebook, and it seemed like uh, as many church friends as I have on Facebook, nobody really wanted to tackle that question. And um, so I thought, well, I'll ask the question in a podcast. Um, uh, maybe I'll have somebody on the podcast with me that can talk about it with me. Maybe I'll have somebody that listens to the podcast uh, email me and let me know what their opinion is on it. Um, I, I, I would just like to ask the questions and let people know that they're not alone in questioning. So um, anyway, the, the one that really got me was the book of Job. So I went through this time in my life where I was struggling. And I felt like Job where everything was going wrong and I felt like, God, why did you abandon me? And so I'm reading the book of Job kind of like you know, maybe there's some insight for me here. How could Job be so patient? And um, so I, I, I talked to some people and they, you know, were telling me how, you know, the book of Job is about God's restoration and how wonderful God is because he restored everything that Job had lost um, and gave him twice, gave him double what he had lost and isn't God wonderful? Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, I, you know, I agree, God's wonderful, but God's the one that gave permission for these things to happen to Job. So I don't really see it as a great, a story of great restoration, um, because 
you wouldn't, um, you know, if I tore down your house and then I rebuild it afterwards, you wouldn't praise me as a rebuilder. You'd probably be still a little sore about how I tore down your house. And especially like in, in the story of Job, Satan challenged God and said, hey, you know, the only reason Job is faithful to you is because uh, you have this hedge of protection about him and I can't touch him. If I was able to, you know, really molest Job, um, he would uh, turn on you. He would, he would defy you or um, abandon you. God said, well, that's not true. Um, and, I, and I wonder, why did God feel a need to prove this to Satan? Uh, I, I didn't understand that. Why, why does God feel a need to take Satan's challenge and then take his hand off of Job and say, go get him, go after him? Just, hey, don't take his life. It's okay to take his kid's life, but it's not okay to take his life. So, uh, you know, if it were me, I think I would be a little bitter if I were Job. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that you gave me other kids later, but you, you still allowed my kids to die so you could prove a point to the devil? What What is that all about? And so when I look at the book, I don't see this loving Heavenly Father so much, and that bothers me. It bothers me because I want to, and I was kind of told that that's what this was about. But when I question it, when I look at it, I mean, I'm going to use the word logical. When I look at it logically, um, it, it really doesn't add up for me. So then I start wondering, well, um, you know, my, could my theology be wrong about God? I think God is a good God. I, I, I think he loves us. Uh, maybe the story isn't what I was told it was. Maybe it's not a true story. Maybe it's a play. I mean, after all, it was written in poetic form, and part of it seemed to be added um, after the fact. And you'll have to do the research on that yourself. I've done it. Um, it was written in a language that predates Hebrew, um, and it was passed down. And and Job, if, if he was a real person, um, and I don't want you to get upset saying, well, of course Job was a real person because he was mentioned in the New Testament. Well, if he was a, a, a popular legend, he could also be mentioned, you know, the, the patience of Job, um, you know, kind of like um, the... I'm trying to think of a fictional character, the, the courage of of King Arthur, you know, not a real figure, but we admire, you know, the courage or whatever. Um, and I, I don't want you to think that I'm some kind of sacrilegious heretic or anything, um, but I do question these things. So um, maybe the, the, the story was like a parable, um, an allegory, uh, a story that is meant to, to, to teach us, and Job was a personification. Maybe he was a real person and the story was sensationalized for the play. Um, I don't know, and I don't think you know either, uh, but it's worth talking about. Because wouldn't it be sad if we base a lot of our theology about who God is uh, based on a story that was handed down that isn't true? And I know a lot of you are thinking right now, well, it's in the Bible. So... Um, so it has to be a true story. Well, Jesus used parables to teach, and those 
stories uh, weren't true stories. They were examples. They were um, uh, analogies. They were they were his way of teaching. Um, and you know, uh, again, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but maybe Job wasn't meant to be in canon of Scripture, or maybe it wasn't to be accepted as um, literal. Um, I, I know we have this this whole all scripture is given by inspiration of God kind of thing, but that was a New Testament thing referring back to um, the time before that verse was written. Um, you know, obviously that verse wasn't written about itself. So we, ha- we have to kind of think about outside the box. We have to kind of think about um, what it's talking about, who was the, what was it written to or about. And so I have questions about Job. Um, I don't think it's settled. I don't think that um, we can say for sure one way or the other. Um, and I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that these are questions that I have. So those are the kind of topics that I want to uh, to bring up in the uh, podcasts. And so, you know, if you have some insights into Job, we'll talk about it at a later time. You can email me. Again, that's Life at gmail.com. And you can tell me how you see Job. Um, but, uh, please don't be insulting. Um, please don't call me a heretic or something like that. I mean, you can. I'm just going to disregard it. I would rather have a discussion with somebody that wants to have a discussion than have to just dismiss somebody that's being rude and hateful. Because um, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to to criticize God or anything or criticize the Bible. I'm just questioning some things that that uh, don't seem to add up to me. Maybe they add up to you. I'd like to have your insight on that. So, should Job be in the canon of Scripture? Do you think that it is a real person and a real story? That, um, um, you know, what do you know about the book of Job? Uh, share it with me. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I'm going to ask questions like um, Abraham. You know, God told Abraham to kill his son Isaac on an altar. And, um, you know, if I, if I took a trek uh, through town with my son to put him on an altar and kill him with a knife because God told me to, they'd put me in the psych unit. And so I know things are different these days, but what would be my thinking if I were Abraham if God came to me and wanted me to do something like that? Would it be a God that I would want to obey? Or would I say, oh man, I, <laughs> I'm of the wrong faith here. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, um, is Abraham a hero uh, in the Christian faith because of his, uh, I hate to use this word, blind obedience um, to God? So, uh, but that's a question that I have. Was was uh, was that the right thing for Abraham to do, or should he maybe have asked God to explain his reasoning to him so that he would understand it better? Because it doesn't make sense to me, Lord, uh, for you to tell me to kill the son that you've promised to me. Um, and and I know I've heard I've heard the preachers talk about well, Abraham knew that God could raise Isaac from the dead if he killed him and all that kind of stuff. We don't know. We don't know all of that stuff, and that's just kind of speculation to try to answer that question. <clears throat> and I, I'm not really interested in 
uh, trying to explain something away instead of facing it. Um, so that that's that's going to be the basis of a lot of these questions. Um, one day I put on on Facebook something about how um, loving God was when He granted Samson's request to commit suicide. And <laughs> I'm sure that you probably just had that same reaction that a lot of my Facebook friends had. Um, you know, well, that didn't happen. Um, well, it, it kind of did. If you if you read the story, um, Samson was humiliated. He messed up and he became a slave to the Philistines. They made fun of him. They brought him to the temple to tease him, make fun of him because they put his eyes out and everything. And Samson felt like his life was over. He wasn't useful to God anymore. Um, he had shamed the nation and he wanted to, to kind of make things right, but he didn't want to to go on living the way that he was living. So he said, God, give me the strength to tear down these pillars and kill all of these Philistines, but let me die with them. And God granted that and allowed him to do something which took his life. So um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about some things like that on the podcast that kind of... Uh, open our eyes to looking at things a little bit differently. And, and again, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm, I'm being a heretic on any of this stuff. I just, uh, I, th I think that we have accepted things the way that they were told to us. And if somebody um, challenges it a little bit, we get so defensive that we get angry at the person. And we shouldn't have to do that. If we, if we have a good explanation or we have uh, good reasoning, um, we should be able to calmly explain to somebody and say, hey, you know, I, I think you've got it wrong here. This is this is the way I see it. And, you know, you may not understand that. But um, anyway, um, I, I have a lot of questions a lot of time on why we have to have this life on earth. Um, you know, if we were created to be with God and then we're going to end up in heaven with God. Why was the whole rigmarole of Lucifer, the Garden of Eden, life on earth, um, living 80 years and dying, um, getting, Jesus having to come and die and save us so that we can get to heaven kind of thing. So we can end up where we could have been put in the first place. Uh, what, what is the purpose of all that? What is the purpose of hell? The Bible says hell was created for the devil and his angels, but if people are going to be cast into hell, why doesn't it say that hell was created for the devil and his angels and sinners? Um, it doesn't say that. So I have some questions on, on things like that. Um, <clears throat> church stuff, like the qualifications of a deacon. Um, are those really restrictions? Are those limitations? Are those suggestions? What are those? Uh, church membership, is it important? Um, is there requirements for it? Do you have to you have to be you know meet these certain requirements before you can be a member? Who decides? Um, um, there was a time when my pastor, when my son wanted to be baptized, my pastor said, "Well, it's too bad you weren't um, licensed by the church or whatever, or ordained by the church, so that you could do the baptism." And I was like, "Well, why couldn't I? <laughs> what what? Who decides that I can't?" baptize my son 
Um, I was given the Great Commission where I can um, lead people to the Lord. There's no restrictions on that. I don't have to go through any training or ordination service or anything like that. But why would baptism hold a higher standard than salvation? So I have questions like that. Uh, then I also want to talk about some social issues. Um, uh, prison reform. Uh, are we doing? How are we doing it the right way? Uh, is is the only option we have to lock somebody in a cage and then hope when they get out that they're a better person? Uh, make things difficult for them when they get out so that they can't fit back into society very well and maybe have to return. Uh, you know the whole. Um, are the sentences too long? They become institutionalized. And um, does everybody need to go to prison if they commit every kind of crime? Uh, do we have options for the mentally ill or the addicts? Or do we just have to send them to prison as well? Uh, and we spend $30,000 per inmate in this country a year. Um, wouldn't that provide some great uh, addiction treatment for somebody instead of putting them in prison? Uh, so they can maybe get back out and pay their own way instead of us having to pay for it. Uh, things like suicide prevention. I'm big on suicide prevention. Um, I've struggled with suicidal thoughts. I've worked with people that have had suicidal thoughts. And I think we do it wrong. Um, one of the things, one of the symptoms that somebody that's suicidal has is that they feel trapped. They feel trapped in this life. They feel trapped in a situation. They feel trapped in this world. They feel trapped uh, in a room. Um, they, they, they just have this feeling of being trapped. They can't, they can't get out of it, and suicide is their escape route. Um, so what do we do? We trap them. We lock them away in a room. We take away all of their stuff. Um, um, I know when I worked at the mental health clinic, if we had to call to have somebody that was suicidal taken to the mental hospital, we call, had to call the police, and the police would come handcuff them and then take them and lock them in the mental hospital. And if somebody is already feeling trapped, I think we're doing something wrong here. I mean, if you're, if you're an addict, we send you to a beach to ride horses along the beach and then play golf in the afternoon um, in this resort-like environment, right? Um, so... I think we could do better with suicide prevention, and I want to talk about that, and I'll probably talk at length about that. Uh, caring for the poor, caring for the homeless, um, uh, welfare reform, dealing with people with mental illness, uh, capital punishment, um, addiction, parenting issues. I want to talk about things like that. And then some more philosophical things. I want, to, I want to touch on from time to time, like friendship. What is a friend to you? What do you consider a friend? Is it somebody that you do things for, or is it somebody that does things for you? Does it have nothing to do with, with that? I mean, I'm, there are some people that, um, if they call, I'm there for them. So is that a friend, or is it people that when I call, they're there for me? Is that a friend? Um, uh, is, uh, would you consider an acquaintance a friend? Um, I, I went through a time where I thought I had a lot of friends and then I went through a, a, a bad time in my life and they disappeared. You know, where are these, these friends that I thought that I had? And then there are people that just blow my mind at how good they are to me. And I, I consider them friends. But I want to talk about friendship at some point, what you think is, is a friend. Um, and then things like... Uh, altruism. 
can we really ever do something totally unselfish? Um, I'm, uh, I don't want to say I have a bad habit of, but I have a habit of when I have money in my pocket and I pass by somebody in need, you know, somebody with a cardboard sign sitting outside of Walmart or somebody at a gas station that comes up to you, uh, they always seem to be at the gas station. You know, hey, I need to get some gas to get to Houston or, um, you know, I can use a few bucks. I had somebody that, uh, <clears throat> I gave gas. They were, you know, at the, my, my car's over there at the gas pump and I'm, I need to get down the road to so-and-so to see my kids or whatever. And so I gave her some money. Well, then I saw her ditch through the, the fence line and go over to the apartment complex next door. I think she probably lived over there and she just comes over to the gas station to get some money for cigarettes or something. But, uh, I don't want to <laughs> seem so pessimistic, but I, I think I got played that day, but, um, but it's not that big a deal to me. Um, you know, that's between her and God. I did what uh, what God tells me to do in the Bible is somebody asks you give. Um, but it, when I do that, is that totally altruistic? Because I get a good feeling out of it. To me, it's worth five bucks for me to, to feel like I've helped somebody. So is that really altruism? I don't know. So I talk about th- philosophical things like that. There's a a lot of things that I think we go through life without thinking about, without talking about, that could potentially change how we live our lives if we spent some time working through them. Uh, we get so busy sometimes that we don't spend time um, thinking about life and thinking about what's important in life, what our priorities are. I've got a friend that... Um, He's got an issue that he's trying to deal with. It's a it's a problem in his life, and if it ever came out, it would devastate his family and his ministry. So he's trying to deal with it um, before it ever comes to light. And so he's he's asked for some help in that area. He's been given some help in that area, and but whenever I whenever I I'm I'm like an accountability partner. Um, self-appointed, I, I'll ask him how things are going with that uh, because I don't want him to, uh, well, I want him to know that I care and that I'm I'm here for him and if he needs to talk about it, he can talk about it with me because I, I happen to have insight into what he's struggling with. And so, um, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold him accountable. Hey, have you read that book? Have you contacted that counselor? Are you doing the things that you're supposed to do and he's always uh, like he's put it off and it's like oh I've just been so busy with this and busy with that and these are important things and I'm like dude you know hey there's there's nothing more important than you right now because if you don't take care of you you can't take care of all these other things that you feel are so important so um, I, I think sometimes if we just stop and we work on ourselves a little bit and we try to improve ourselves a little bit that we can do better for others as well. So, um, again, uh, I don't want you to take this the wrong way when I question these things. In fact, uh, if I was talking about everything that you agreed with, would you really want to listen to it? I mean, um, why would you? Why would you spend the time listening to a podcast about stuff that you just totally agree with and already know? So. Um, hopefully this this stirs things a little bit this 
makes you think a little bit. Um, I, 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 I want to tip your emotions a little bit. Um, I, don't, I don't mind if you're passionate about some of these issues and want to share. I just don't want you to get angry and abusive. And I'll do my best not to be in, insulting or condescending. Um, I, have a, I have a tendency to um, be confident in what I'm saying and it comes off as condescending. And so I'll, I'll try my very best not to do that. You've heard the, the talk radio guys. Um, I won't give out any names, but the talk radio guys that are just abusive to their callers. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want you to like listening. I want you to like, uh, emailing and calling in or, or whatever. Um, being a part of this, I want you to be part of this. So anyway, I've uh, taken up a lot of time. It's been about 30 minutes and I, um, I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you listened to the end. There's a reward. No, there's not a reward uh, for listening to the end. Um, but, uh, but email me, let me know that you're listening. Um, if there's a topic you want to talk about, um, maybe I'll know something about it. And it doesn't matter if I do or not, right? Um, uh, because I'm not an expert in, in really any of these. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of experience in the, the mental health field, um, suicide prevention and things like that. Um, but most of it is just me thinking and me talking. And I want to, um, I want this to be a partnership where you get to talk to, or you get to share some insight. If you, if you want to email something to me, a question or whatever that you want me to share on a podcast, um, let me know. If you want me to mention your name, let me know. And I'll, I'll do that too. If you want me to keep it confidential, I'll do that too. So, uh, but, but, but participate. Um, let's make this fun. Let's make this informative. Um, otherwise it's just me talking, right? Nobody listening. And that's fine too, because then I get it out of my head, um, as though I'm journaling, but talking instead of writing. So, um, anyway, this is the first podcast of mine. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get better. I hope as I go, I'll learn more about, you know, podcasting and, um, and maybe they'll sound more interesting or whatever. Maybe they won't be as long. Maybe they'll be longer. I don't know. Depends how it goes. But I, I hope to have people sitting with me doing the podcast from time to time so we can talk. And you can listen to a conversation between two or three people talking about a topic and get other insights as well. Um, and um, I'm hoping to have people that have experience in certain areas uh, sharing with those things, if if uh, if I continue to do this, if it uh, seems to be beneficial. So, anyway, um, I'll let you go, and um, thanks for listening to Outside the Box.